0: Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Paynton. Today, we're going to talk about why you should play bigger and how a fund helps you do that. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around, and now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, guys, welcome back. So today I want to talk about why funds are so freaking cool. And a lot of you guys listening already know this, but it's when you bring up a fund at a dinner party, at a family event, at a business meeting, people's eyes perk up and their ears kind of come to you and people start listening to you when you start talking about running a fund, managing a fund, starting a fund, because funds allow you to do way more than you could have done before. Uh, they, they open up a whole new world of possibilities. Um, I, I was reading a, two books actually recently. One of them was called Play Bigger. And from the title, you can tell it's talking about playing bigger three guys on, um, from Silicon Valley, fantastic guys. One of them started PayPal. The other guy helped start, um, I think Stripe and another guy, um, he's invested in tons of these these different companies and talks about companies that decide to play bigger. Fantastic book. If you want to read it, one of my favorite business books of all time talks about finding your niche and becoming a category King. We talked about that in, in a few episodes ago in your fund, find a niche and become the category King of that niche. Don't try to just do a broad fund. We're going to do, uh, you know, tech VC investing. Like everybody does that. You know, you really think you're going to beat Sequoia with tech VC investing. Like, no, go find a small sector, go invest in, maybe you can still do tech, but focus it on, um, women entrepreneurs in Argentina, right? That's way different than you're, you're not, now you're not fighting with Sequoia as much because you're in Argentina, you're focusing on women entrepreneurs that are doing maybe Uh, they're doing less than $30,000 in revenue, right? You can do micro-investing, right? You can find a niche, now that's just an example, but finding a niche where you can exploit that and become a category king. Now, I love, I just read another book by Stephen Schwartzman, one of the co-founders of Blackstone, fantastic book called What It Takes, Lessons in the Pursuit of Excellence. One of my favorite quotes that he keeps saying over and over throughout the book and his attitude towards life was this, it's as hard to start and run a small business as it is to start a big one. You will suffer the same toll financially and psychologically as you bring it into existence. It's hard to raise the money and to find the right people. So if you're gonna dedicate your life to a business, which is the only way it'll ever work, you should choose one with potential to be huge. He shares a story at the beginning of his book. He uh, grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania and his parents ran a small kind of department store, clothing store, Um, they'd sell different fabrics and Steven growing up was like, let's take this national. Why don't we be like the next Sears or Macy's and, and have stores everywhere? And his dad was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to play that big. And he says, well, let's just do Pennsylvania. Then I can imagine, you know, 15 stores across Pennsylvania would be incredible. He goes, no, he goes, what about Philadelphia? Just one city. And he says, "That says, no, I'm, I'm fine with, I have a great life and I have my house and a family and I'm doing okay. And Steven just couldn't wrap his head around this of why not expand? Why not play bigger? And that's a personal choice, right? Do you want to play bigger? Are you okay with with what you're doing right now? Or do you want to play on a different level? That's a choice we all have to make inside of our businesses and, and what we're doing. But Steven, he argues that it takes about the same amount of work. So why not go big and really have a life and generational changing wealth potentially come to your family and your kids and your grandchildren Instead of just playing with your current little small venture, why not play bigger? And you can start buying a new car for your dad or help your grandma or help your nieces and nephews who are struggling or help just people and help your favorite charity or church, right? When you play bigger, it allows you to give and bless more people around you. That's what he argues. And I argue that as well of playing bigger. And you can tell Stephen Schwartz, I mean, when it started Blackstone, right? Their first fund they launched, imagine launching a fund. Their first fund had a, they had a goal of, of raising a billion dollars. Nobody had ever done that before them of on their first fund of raising that much money. Um, and he said, if we're going to set a goal, we got to go all out. And they went for it. Anyways, fantastic. book. if you want to read it, it tells his story. Um, kind of a fun read too. It tells just kind of his life story and, and lessons and principles along the way. Um, not as much about running a fund per se, but cool book, um, cool life and, and business book. But that's the point, right? Of of playing bigger and what a fund allows you to do. A lot of people, and I was actually on a Maddie A, a millionaire Mindcast. I was interviewed on that podcast a little bit ago. It should publish, I think actually probably the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be published as well. Um, we both talked about it on there of, he does a lot of real estate deals. He says it takes the same amount of work to do a $200,000 flip and a $20 million flip. Why not do the $20 million flip? Because people get scared and they want to work out. They just don't know how to play that big. And he argues on his, on his podcast as well to just open up your mindset to play bigger. And you think, Bridget, well, I, I can't do a $20 million deal. The, I'll save you a few pros as well with running a fund when you scale. So pro number one is you leave competition. How many people, I'm just gonna do real estate for now. How many people can get a brother-in-law and a grandma together and buy a $200,000 property? Like a lot, right? A lot of people can do that deal. How many people can put together $20 million and buy a $20 million deal? not as many right and the bidders the amount of bidders goes down right now right I'm from Utah you go to an auction there's like 40 people there bidding on properties and they're getting they're over bidding the like the current price like somebody, I had a friend put out a property he got five bids the first day and they were 10 to 15 grand over the asking price that's how crazy the market was right now for and his property I think it was 150 grand is around that price range. everybody's playing there. You put out a property in Utah, that's $25 million. Maybe you're getting two or three bidders, right? A lot less competition so you can find better deals. Now, number two is with that, you think, well, these other big funds will come in and squanch me. So my dad's funds, they, have 20, they just hit $20 billion, which is just crazy. Their funds right now only do apartment, like let's say their multifamily fund, they have other funds, but let's say their multifamily fund only does apartment complexes 200 units or more right? That's what they tell everybody, right? We, we typically do, and they sometimes will do lower or more, but we typically do 200 units or more. So if you're a guy that well, maybe you buy a hundred unit apartment complexes, that's your niche niche. That's awesome, right? You're, they've, they've gone so high and so far that they can't afford to do small deals like that. And you can find this middle market space. That's how you get in the game. And people say, Oh, I can't compete against Blackstone or KKR or Sequoia you're not competing with them. They are playing on a higher level because they got to deploy a lot of capital. They're not going to touch these smaller or mid cap range investments where you can really exploit the market. Because a lot of those companies that do well in the mid cap range eventually grow out of that range and go to other places, then you can replace them. And there aren't as, as much competition in those levels. Now that's the second reason. Third when you start a fund, it attracts amazing people to you. Just bringing up the, the word, like we're starting a fund, saying that people's eyes, like I said at the beginning, people's eyes perk up and people want to join you and be partners with you because you have vision. Um, that's actually another huge quote in Steven Schwartzman's book and a lot of other books, like Jack Welsh's book talks about you can't talk about vision enough with your employees. Fantastic story of um, billionaire CEO um, from Virgin Atlantic. What's his name? Um, Oh, I'm spacing on his name. The guy that Virgin guy, um, Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, he, uh, they had bought an Island that they were going to, uh, make a bunch of casinos, a huge resort on, uh, they're developing this whole thing. They get to the Island for the first time and there's a few workers on the beach and they're just waiting They're after they're waiting for a boat to come in to deliver supplies and, and stuff. And as they're going, Richard Branson steps off and he goes over and talks to the two guys on the beach. And everyone there is with him like, what's he doing? he's like, okay, he'll, he'll, he'll come over in a second. And it's two, three, now five minutes, now eight minutes, 10 minutes go by. And finally somebody walks over like, hey, we gotta go. We, we're on a tight schedule today. We gotta see all the properties. We gotta see how we're doing. And he goes, oh, sorry, I just gotta finish up. I'm just telling them how important their jobs are. And he said, I, uh, and then uh, they left and he explained later what he was talking about. And he said, those two guys are waiting for all of our excavators to come and get landed on the beach. And those excavators are gonna start excavating the, the island and then we're gonna start be able to build buildings. And I had to walk them through the vision of this island because if those guys on the beach don't understand the vision, they're gonna be lazy or make a mistake or not care much about what we're doing. And we need those excavators and we need to, that's the first step of this whole project. And, I, and Richard Branson made it a point to make sure these two guys on the beach they were just regular guys, regular workers, knew how important their job was for the entire project to work. And he spent 10 minutes of his time walking them through that. That is explaining vision to your people, to your employees, to your companies, to your partners. That's what Stephen Schwartzman talks about. That's what Jack Welsh talks about in his book, about explaining vision and growing and scaling bigger. And that's what a fund does. Fund, when you say the word fund, it initially gives people vision, even without you talking about other things at the vision, but saying we're going to launch a fund and do X, Y, Z, it attracts incredible partners and people to you. As you can tell, I'm sold on the fund. I've ran a fund for two years. I love it. We're, uh, we're growing and we're taking it to the next level, but love you all. I will see you on the next episode. Hope this, hope is enjoy. Um, if you want to connect with me, go find me on Instagram, Bridger, underscore pennington shoot me a dm i'd love to answer those answer your questions anyways let me know what you got see ya bye hey what's going on i know a lot of you out there are starting funds or thinking about starting funds and something i was so grateful for was having mentors when i started my first one i had people to turn to and ask questions and so what i decided to do is make the same thing for you so what we've done is compiled a lot of interviews things that I've learned, my personal pitch decks that I've used to pitch investors and put it all into what I call a mini vault. So in there, I deep dive into Forex funds, into real estate funds, how to structure them, how to structure deals, how to find investors. And I try to go deep to help mentor you to help you start your first fund. And in addition to that, we have a private members group on Facebook that fund managers are getting together on there and talking and working through problems together. So if this is interesting. If you'd want to get involved and get some help right off the ground, go to investmentfundsecrets.com for less than a hundred bucks. You can get started and get into the mini vault. And I would love to see you in there on the Facebook group and talk with us. Thanks. See ya.